Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Brian, a.k.a. Big Tasty, a.k.a. Mr. Probs. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences, but it can also feel like... I'm a worship pastor. I'm a production pastor. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 88 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the world. Sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty and Scott? Yo, what in fact is up? Uh, Dude, we're (laughs) hanging with Scott Long here. I just feel like infinitely cooler, like pastor, author, father, teacher, public speaker, griller, Griller. I mean, it's motorcycle <laughs> male model, rider. Male model. I mean, he, he is making senior pastoring look good. So Brad Pitt stand in. Yeah. So, well, guys, thanks uh, so much for joining in and listening to episode 88 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. It's the Back to the Future episode, 88 miles per hour. <laughs> well, Big Tasty, Mr. Mr. Brian Tabor, why don't you we take a moment real quick before we get too far and tell the lovely listeners of our podcast a little about Planning Center Online. You got it. Planning Center is the best, the best, Nothing the better. best tool to put in your toolbox. And so they have this app called Church Center. It's a free app for your congregation. So if you use planning center applications, you can give the people in your church access to an app where they can connect to the life of your church by checking in their families, giving, joining groups, managing personal profile information, registering for events. You can learn more at planning.center slash church dash center. It is the best. Do you guys use planning center, Scott, at Maryland Community Church? Man, we do. We do. We, you know what? Uh, we started pl- with Planning Center when, so I'm going to age myself a little bit here. You remember, BT probably remembers when you would send out CDs to your team. Did you ever do oh, that? Oh, yeah. And every week you were mailing out. And so we made yes. the hard transition when it first came out. We we're like, I, we think this is the future. So we took, we had an extensive library and we're like, we need all of this to be loaded into Planning Center. And that's back when you couldn't download stuff, man. You would burn yeah. the CD and put it oh, in and yeah. do the it deal. So it was laborious, but so, so, so worth it. Love, I love what Planning Center is doing. They continue to innovate and just make, they just make it easier. It helps us, I think, be good stewards of our time. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. So um, for those of you who are listening right now, uh, we've been live streaming these recordings of the podcast every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so we were, you know, just a moment ago introducing Scott and all of his accolades. And one of our chat chatters right now says, uh, Scott Longyear, pastor of great white sharks everywhere. <laughs> because guys, our 100th episode of the podcast is coming and we're it's trying coming. to figure out a way to do it big. And right now the, the, the biggest idea on the table is Scott and I would go cage diving with a great white shark wearing worship leader probs onesies. Right. And I will I, video I, you I, f- safely I, from the beach. I, no, you're going to be in the boat. I'll, be, I'll have a really great. I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I meant to say wetsuit, but onesie suit. came <laughs> out. I'm being real honest there. That was a Freudian slip. <laughs> If you'd like to see that happen, please uh, go to our GoFundMe page. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, okay. We were talking a little bit uh, earlier, like, um, about kind of Indianapolis, what's going on with the COVID stuff. So, like, what's going on in your guys' churches? How are, what are the conversations you're having? Like, here's the thing. I don't feel like I can, like, can talk a lot because Florida is, like, maybe the biggest hotspot in the United States of America. And we're like, eh. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, come on, tourists. Come on down. Oh, yeah, we're like, come on down. You're the next contestant. Um, the COVID is right. Like, it, it's unbelievable. Um, churches are not shutting down. Everything's open, uh, you know. So, yeah, we're just rolling with it. But I know, like, Pennsylvania shut down again. And, um, but, like, California. Again, Florida. Yeah, we're the Wild West in Florida. So man, what are some of the conversations man. you guys are having? I know I will say some of the conversations uh, that are going on at TC3 right now when it comes to, like, how to do church right now, you know, we're trying to figure out like, okay, online audience, awesome. And now we have in-person is happening again. How do you do both well and target so both tricky. audiences? Yeah. Because if you're just live streaming your service that's happening in the room, you're having to talk through an audience to get to an audience. Mm -hmm. But then if I try to talk to the audience out there, then I'm negating the people. So we've thought about, well, maybe... What if we knew nine o'clock is people in the room and then 1030 is 100% geared towards online or mm -hmm. is it a second thing that we record? We are doing some stuff with a, a tape delay. So we record a bunch of stuff during the week. And so when we run everything on a tape delay, it allows us to like cut in and out of worship with videos um, that are specifically geared toward the live stream audience. Um, that the people in the house don't see. So we've been doing more of that and trying to dive a little deeper into some of that stuff. But yeah, it's it's, it's just a crazy time to uh, figure all this stuff out. Mm, it sure is. We So we made what has been a popular decision with some and a very unpopular decision with <laughs> others, as is often the case in church work. Uh, so here's a, here's a decision we made. Um, so we've been pre-recording our services for months, which has allowed us to really dial in what it looks like for the online crowd. Like if you watch a sporting event online or, or on TV, it's been designed to be watched on TV. So um, we made the decision to continue to pre-record our online content uh, so that we could do some of what Jeremy said. We could make some things specialized. We could do some things with, uh, with camera angles and all of that during worship that would be pretty distracting if you have a room full of people, uh, but we record it after our rehearsal. So uh, the room is empty. Um, and so it, it'll allow us to really specialize and dial in what, the, what we need to do for the online crowd. Um, you know, some people are all over it and love it. Some people miss the live experience. And I, some, I want to say to them, it hasn't been live for four months. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It, there's so, so much in it. And this is where I am right now. I think the best bet for people spiritually is to get gathered, to be gathered again. And I know mm. some people are like, mm -hmm. you know, online is the church of the future and we need to pour all of our time and we're going to be micro churches and we're never going to come back to being, and I don't see that the church, the church congregation congregates. That's what it, that's what it does. And throughout history, there has been a corporate gathering of the saints mm -hmm. and the sinners. Um, and so I don't think that's ever going to go away, and I don't want it to go away. So I think the best the best chance for people staying connected to Jesus is when they're in a corporate environment. However, I want to be really careful uh, in pushing people into that. So the heavy tension that I feel is pastoring people closer to Jesus on one hand, and secondly, keeping them safe and how to do all of that. So mm. we uh, we opened back up with social distancing. We said we stopped just short of saying masks are required. We said they're they we said they're um, highly recommended. All of our staff and volunteers are in are in masks. I know there's a whole debate on on that whole deal. So you know our people are slowly trickling back in, but a lot of them are um, 
uh, you know, they're waiting for kids ministry to come up. And then some are like, yeah. hey, I'm kind of in a vulnerable population. So we're slowly increasing that. I sat down with my staff last week and I just had a real open conversation, my leadership team. And I said, uh, okay, um, um, talk me out of or into requiring masks for everybody. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So we had a long, uh, a long conversation. And so just between, just between all of us who were listening in, it was, <laughs> uh, we're going to continue to highly require or highly recommend masking um, because we felt like to enforce it was going to be just, it just we we're going to just blow up and it could, it could be incredibly crazy. So we're going to experiment and try something uh, in a couple weeks, actually a week from Sunday. We're going to, we're going to have a section that is a, a uh, we're going to call it something like either the VIP section or the MRZ mask required zone. So if you're coming here, you have <laughs> to wear a mask nice. and people around you will wear, will wear a mask because That's I'm just good. watching people That's who will, nice. they'll come in with a like mask that. then they'll drop it off. And so, and we're modeling yeah. that. So I said to our worship teams, I said, this is not going to be popular. I want everybody on stage, unless you're behind a microphone, I want you to have a mask on. Hmm. And they were like, what about the drummers? I said, well, because they're really physical, right? In, in what they do. I said, they can drop because we, we either have a full shield at one campus or we've got like the round shields at some other campuses. Hmm. But we need to model Drumbaffles.com. There you go. So we're trying to figure it all out. But what we're finding with online, in our context anyway, people were saying, um, we want to, we want to, we want our online experience to be what's going on in the room. Like we want to be Mm -hmm. able to drop in the room. But it is like, I didn't calculate this when I started uh, preaching again to a physically live audience. I've got whatever, a couple hundred people that I'm preaching to. But they're they're the minimum they're they're the exception. Mm-hmm. The right. larger audience is not, and yeah. so then you're like, it's just really backwards from what happened when we first started, in you know, or you know we used to do. And so I don't know, man. We're trying to we're trying to figure all of it out. And everybody, I was talking with my friend Heath uh, or our friend Heath. Uh, I got to look it up on the phone what he said, man, because he put it he put it so well. You know, where everybody's all over the page on this. Um, Absolutely. I believe Heath Bottomley will be a guest speaker on one of our uh, Worship Leader Props coaching sessions, isn't he? That's it. In a a coming session. Here's what he says. Half our church people think no group should meet until a vaccine is found, while the other half are ready for civil war and think it's all a mass conspiracy. That that, that is. very true. Completely. Very true. Can I ask you guys a question that my wife and I were talking about driving the other day? Ask away. Okay, so in this season, it's super easy for our first, um, for our our first impulse to be: we have to invest in online and getting this out to the people, right? Mm-hmm. But is there any chance that in this season, the Lord is asking us to go backwards in order to go forwards? So, I say that to say, like, should we be working so hard right now on building these online empires, or? Should we be spending that same amount of time building our small group ministries to be the best and greatest thing that our church has ever been a part of so that when things shut down like this, again, we're not, we're not so, um, we're not so tied to the weekend experience for how we do church, you know? So if things shut down, look, we're already in small groups. Okay. We can't gather the big thing that, that whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm. we just think time to go out and build this online thing. But could the Lord be saying, maybe it's time to go backwards a little bit and mm-hmm. teach people that like, hey, church is going to, you're going to get more 
and you're going to grow more in these smaller groups of people that are meeting. You know what I mean? Like we were just talking about this, that this week, like, and I mean, we're all guilty of it. Like new cameras, do this. We got to do this. Let's hire more staff. Like just go. But is there a chance the Lord could be saying like, yeah, it's cool. But like, maybe we should do a couple other things first. Man, I think as, as is often the case, I love the bride, man. I've given my life to serve her and to serve the Lord. And I, I think as is often the case, we are reacting. We are, we're reacting group of people as opposed to being front edge. You know what I mean? We kind of find a lane and we stick there. Many of us, I'm guilty of that. Um, And so I think that's a great conversation to have. Um, Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Yeah, I think it's both hands. Yeah, it's both. I think it's both. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I just have this like thing in my soul that's like, just feels like, man, are we doing it right? Like, do we shut all this thing down because the Lord wanted a reset? Like, does He want us just to pick right back up where things were before? Like, I know you can't, like, because it's just not going to be yeah, the same. Yeah. But like, I just, I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't rectify what's going on in my my heart and my head. But it's a challenge, man. It's a well, challenge. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's a there's a lot to be said because if we just have the online, but we don't have the connection. You know, and that, I mean, it's the whole, the Lord created us, uh, one, of the, one of the things that's on his heart is unity and community, and that's hard to do. A hundred percent, yeah. When mm-hmm. you don't, you know, again, talking with my, talking with my friend Heath, and and uh, he says that um, they've had three suicides, he's out in Phoenix, they've had three suicides uh, from uh, from their population just in the last couple of months. So there's the mental side that, that comes on with all of it too. So, man, it, it, it's an interesting it's, a, it's an interesting time. So we just keep leaning and tucking into the Lord and like, okay, God, Absolutely. what do you want for us in this context? Lead us, man. Lead us. Forward. I also think there's a lot of grace in our moments right now too. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we are trying to figure this thing out again. Um, it's funny. You said this early on, Scott, like we're all in a place where we all became church planters again. Mm. And the word I'm hearing from everybody is how do we rebuild? You know, like I think uh, Greg, Craig Gochelle a couple weeks ago walked into a big, huge staffing and said, look, here's the deal. We were a church of 90,000 people. We are now a church of 15,000 people. And I don't think those that left are coming back. Mm. So how do we rebuild? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, it's going to require some dig, some deep digs, man, oh, into yeah, the, man, into the father and Lord, what are you calling us yep. to do? And um, man, get our hearts right. And let's do this thing. That's right. Yeah, and, and how beautiful you've seen in most of the people that I've talked to, uh, their budgets are remaining the same. Their giving is still strong. Yeah. So I think now it's not true for everybody, but I think for in a large part, the Lord is saying, I'm gonna continue to resource my bride in this as part of as part of my mission. And I just, you know, in my quiet time a couple of days ago, the Lord is super deeply impressed on me. Like like Scott, there are people who are fearful. And yeah. all, just all that. And that that's, I'm a natural bent towards that. And the Lord's like, I, I want you to walk through this unknown and I want you to model joy that comes from me. And so I think our churches need to continue to bring like, not a, not ignoring what's happening, but like we can have joy in the middle of mm-hmm. it. You know, count it, count it all joy, my brothers, when you, mm-hmm. when you come up against trials of many kind. And mm-hmm. like what people need right now is laughter and joy and it's gonna be okay. And, and who should be giving that to them? better than the bride, right? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's not even a DM question. <laughs> right? Let's go. That's bonus content, we're just, listeners. We're just getting stretched out, man. Yeah. Well, you know what else? You know what else was stretching out? What? 
stretchy pants. But past stretchy <laughs> <Absolutely>. pants, <laughs> you know what else helps? What? A little little prayer concern time. So, boys, Woo-hoo. why don't we jump into the first segment of our podcast that we like to call Prayer Concerns. It's been a lot of fun over the past couple of weeks doing the Prayer Concerns because Prayer Concerns used to be all the crazy things that people would put in the how can I pray for you section of your connection card um, with live services. So too loud, to this, to that. Jumping into the live stream world has actually given us a whole new set of things that people yeah. uh, can 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 Could actually complain about. Complain about. <laughs> we had our, our friend Jonathan Wright, uh, the the winners of Free Church AV, sent us one yesterday, and somebody started hit literally in the chat of the live stream church started hitting on one of the people that were in there. Like I saw your, your I saw your profile oh, and no. I find you in, yeah and I find you intriguing. Like <laughs> so we just it's, it's a, a crazy time we live in and so. So uh, you guys, the listener, uh, listeners of the WP podcast, you guys have been so faithful to send these in. And so uh, what we do is we read these things because it's funny and it makes us laugh, but it also makes the world feel smaller. Uh, and to find out that, you know, Scott Longyear's got the same thing happening in his church that you got at yours. And uh, you're maybe not quite as alone as you thought you were. So, Brian, what do we have this week? Let's get it on. And <laughs> from Danville. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Number one, prayer concern. Number one, once we were doing worship rehearsal at the end of the first song, an older gentleman stood up and yelled, it's too loud. Turn it down. (laughs) In rehearsal, rehearsal, (laughs) rehearsal was too loud. Hey, oh, hey the DBs in rehearsal are, they, they'll kill you the same as exactly. the DBs in a regular service. Oh. So <laughs> we were in a rehearsal once and a, and a gentleman literally went back. This is before I was doing audio and stuff all the time, but to our tech director at church and was literally shaking his cane at her and yelling at oh, her. Oh, no, man. Come oh, on. dude. He was like, Do you think this is a club? And just, and finally, the worst pastor was like, Bro, you need to leave right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it was mm-hmm. amazing. I had a guy smash me on the foot with a cane once. He <laughs> followed me to my car. Yeah, followed Are me to my serious? car. Yep, that's yep. assault, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, number two. Number two. I play the keyboard for church, and usually I have a piece of gum in my mouth because my throat gets dry. One lady came up to me after church and told me to stop chewing gum on stage because I look like a horse. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> seems seems aggressive. Dude, I had to, I, there is a weird trend happening at my church. So I was um, just kind of, you know, I go around, kind of clean up the water bottles and everything after service, which that's, I'll do that all the time. That doesn't bother me one bit. I am starting to find chewed up gum everywhere. Like mm-hmm. sitting on top of a stage really? box, sitting on top of a battery backup, laying on the floor next to a hazer. I'm like, like, it's almost like somebody's chewing gum and they're like, oh, crap, I got to get on stage. And they're just like tossing their gum. Oh, man. And they're not going back and cleaning it. So I went to our, our worship pastor. I'm like, bro, I'll clean up everything else all day. I ain't picking up somebody's chewed up no gum. kidding. That's nasty. That is nasty. Yeah. That is nasty. All right. Number three, prayer concern number three. An older church member <laughs> started correcting everyone's grammar in their online comments. She even responded <laughs> to someone once correcting spelling like, I know those letters are close to each other on the keyboard, but we need to be careful. <laughs> wow. Wow. Dude, I, I will say this, though. It's that, 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 that it cracks me up and stuff like that. But I do think it's something that like when we're preparing our content for weekends, there are people that that like really will bother them. So like being making sure that like, 
dude, buy Grammarly. It's a hundred bucks for the year. Mm. Run your stuff through it. You know what I mean? Like make sure your comments, because there are some people that will distract them. Out of, like for me, like if a mix is bad, I get distracted out of worship. Well, there's no difference in that than mm. there is if, if like, oh my gosh, can they not put a, you know, don't end that in a preposition. You know what I mean? Right, right. That that hit me a long time ago that there are some people that, that, that really bothers. So we worked really hard to like make sure all of those things are like in place because it, that for some people that, that means a big deal to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Number four, my dad saw that we had visitors from Poland and he sent them a greeting in Polish on the chat. A couple of minutes later, someone else replied, Bob, your auto isn't in English. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Just trying to welcome welcome our Polish friends. All right. Number five, last one, bottom of the pudding cup. We had a lady comment that we didn't care about her because our prayers weren't working. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. I have asked for this thing and you are not, your prayers aren't working. Where's my new car? Exactly. <laughs> Where's my new car? Yo, come on now. Our mall, the, I asked you to pray on. for that Mercedes. Come on now. Come on now. Prayers aren't working. Oh. That's incredible. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Problems podcast. If you'd like us to read your prayer concerns, all you got to do, go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the uh, prayer concerns tab. There, there's an easy form you can fill out that uh, we don't ask for your name or your church's name. It's 100% anonymous. So thank you so much for that. Hey, and while you're there, uh, go go click on the online store. Get you a sweet Worship Leader Probs hat. They are high quality like it'll blow your mind how good of quality these are we got some t-shirts even now we've got some wlp masks that you can wear uh in your churches so imagine people walk up and they're trying to complain or whatever and it just says worship leader probs right across your face point to the mask, just right here just go like that and just point at at, at your (laughs) mug so well guys um why don't we while we got a few minutes left here before scott has to go um change up his whole life and have his daughter move out and give her to another man to take care of her Big, big 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 Big, big. <laughs> kick a guy when he's done. Appreciate that, brothers. <laughs> I was watching your faces. I was saying it. You are not happy. Um, yeah. So uh, why don't we get into our last little uh, portion of the podcast that we like to call sliding into the DMs. This week, we're going to do something a little different. So uh, many of you who are listeners have been hearing about our Worship Leader Probs coaching network. And uh, the coaching network is uh, once a month, you get on and you jump into a large group Zoom meeting where uh, Scott, myself, and Brian will do some teaching on different subjects. Uh, We've covered self-care. We've talked about relationships with the senior pastor. We've talked about all kinds of things that are we believe that are really helpful in having a a healthy experience working in the church. And so um, we've done three of those now, right, guys? Yeah. Yep. And, and right now, that is that is completely free. Uh, you can join that by uh, going to worshipleaderprobs.com, and you can join in on that. And then uh, once you sign up, you get access to these large group meetings, and then you also get access to a WLP-certified coach who once a month will take you deeper into uh, the things that we talk about in our large group setting. And then uh, you stay connected with those guys uh, throughout the, the month. You can ask questions to them. And so we've got some just really high caliber uh, WLP certified coaches that you can be a part of. So what we thought about doing today is uh, in our last uh, coaching uh, network thing that we did, we talked about 
broken relationships with senior pastors. And so one of the, the things that we did in that, now we're not going to give you the whole thing because we, you know, want you to go be a part. And if you want to, you can actually go to YouTube and you can catch the whole teaching. Uh, and hopefully that will entice you to join us. Join us. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about things that we wish our senior pastor knew about us mm-hmm. from the perspectives of uh, Brian and, and myself, a, a worship pastor and a production pastor. And then we're actually going to talk about uh, from a, a senior pastor's perspective, things he wished he that we knew about him. And so I asked each of the guys to take kind of their top five from their lists. And uh, we're going to kind of chat through some of those things. And so, Brian, uh, as a worship pastor with 26 years, right, mm-hmm. at this point? Yeah. Years of, of ministry experience. Uh, you've worked with, uh, you know, a bunch of senior pastors. What are what are five things that you wish you knew, that you, you wish your senior pastor knew about you as a worship leader? Yeah, um, this is this is huge, and mine would be more of a like cumulative list, not just about my current guy. Just in case yeah, there's absolutely. any, any disclaimer, right there. folks uh, watching today, <laughs> I have I do have a good relationship with my current senior pastor. But these are some things that over the arc of that 26 years have have occurred to me. So, uh, all right, I'm gonna go. Here's the first one. Number five, I'm going to go backwards. Five, four, three, two, one, five. Not every problem can be solved with money, but sometimes that's the only option. Mm, that's good. You that's know, good. I've, I've often, I've had senior pastor, man, every time you come in here, you need a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you haven't updated any technology in about 30 years. You know what I mean? Sometimes we need a little bit of money to do what we're doing. Um, uh, no, number four, uh, many times the demands of my ministry slash job put a strain on my marriage and family. Mm, that's good. You know, probably all of us can relate to that. Um, number three, I work very hard to protect you and I will always have your back. I need to know that you have mine. I feel like that is like massive. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Cause I feel like, I mean, I'm not gonna speak for Scott, but I think that probably would go both ways. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like he's going to want to know you have hit like, and I'd be interested just for a second here, if we could sit here for a second, like Scott and Brian, like what are some, what, what like practically, what does that look like to feel like that your senior pastor would have your back, Brian, or that your worship guy would have your back, Scott? Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, we, we disagree and fight in private, but we uh, collectively agree in public. And so anytime somebody mm-hmm. comes up, I will, I will automatically, and I tell my staff this, I will automatically defend you. And you better be right, boy. <laughs> if I'm gonna put myself <laughs> out there, like don't make don't make me defend stupid. Um, yeah. But then we'll come and we'll have we'll have a talk. You know, I think what sometimes what senior pastors do because uh, because they're weaker leaders, especially you, you've got the worship wars going on, right? So like we're gonna change, or we're gonna do this, and as soon as somebody starts complaining about worship, instead of the senior pastor answering it and saying. Uh, this is why we're doing this. Like, well, maybe you go need to go talk to the worship guy or it's too loud or whatever. Like as a senior leader, you need to defend your guy and say, this is what I asked them to do. So tons of stuff. Mm, yeah. That's I, good. And my, my thing is like when you make that decision in private and then maybe an elder or a, 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 a high capacity giver in the church approaches the senior pastor and wants to lobby for something a little different, the senior if the senior pastor kind of massages that stance that you made in private um, and kind of leaves you out to hang, I mean, that's yeah. not, that's not amazing. I will yeah. tell you this, yeah. when I first, when I first went to Mount Pleasant, 
um, there was an older gentleman who used to sneak in the room early while we were rehearsing, and he would actually come up to the stage and interrupt rehearsal to talk to me or to lobby me for this or that or whatever. And one day, my senior pastor saw that happening. And after rehearsal, he pulled me aside and he said, what was happening there? What did he want? And I told him what the guy wanted. He said, you don't ever have to have another conversation like that. The next time that happens, you send him to me. Nice. Nice. That's got to feel good. That felt amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Number two, I got two more. Number two. I care deeply about work, what we're working to accomplish for the kingdom, and I want to be your partner. Ooh, that's good. Man, that's such a key, that, you know, senior pastor worship connection. You know, you guys are often, you know, the faces of the organization, the faces of the church. And man, if you're not in sync sooner or later, that is going to be very, very evident. Mm. Mm. All right, lastly, lastly, this is my last one. It is important that I have a clear target and that you let me know if I'm hitting it or not. Ooh, that's so good. Show me what a win looks like. And if I don't hit it, if we don't win, and it's a result of something I didn't do or did, didn't do correctly or whatever, let's, we gotta know, I got to know that you know, before we're six months down the road and right. things have come off the rails and our relationship is sideways and all that stuff. Ooh, that's so good, BT. So good. All right. Well, these are from a production person. And uh, I, I talked to a couple of my production friends because I was just curious, like, what are they going through? So some of these are from me and some are from my production guy friends. So number one, any, ma- any mistake I make is tougher on me than leadership will ever understand. So mm-hmm. if we ring out a mic if we accidentally fire a wrong video or maybe a lighting cue is you know in the people's eyes maybe we miss that like i will carry that harder than they will ever imagine i think sometimes like especially for a guy like me when the pressure situations hit i get real even keeled and i just think rationally i'm like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna like i don't show a lot of emotion like i'm upset or mad at a mistake i'm just like okay if something bad happened we just got to I'm starting to plan, how do we fix this thing and make it as non-distracting as possible? Did, did we pull people out of worship? How do we get them back into worship? And so I think like a guy like me, it can act like maybe I don't care a lot, but what they don't understand is how hard I'll beat myself up hmm. on the way hmm. home over, because you know we've talked about this a lot kind of lately, but like there is no room for mistakes in production ministry. The standard that we live under is perfection. And it's like, look, if we can't handle it, we wouldn't be doing it. But like, you know, so when things go bad, like it's affecting us more than you'll ever know. Number two, uh, it kind of goes along with something for Brian. Any gear or money I have requested is intended to help the church. Um, I know there are some guys that, you know, may abuse us a little bit, but mm. most of the guys mm. I know, if we come before you asking for money, it's for a good reason. We have done the research. We're trying to be a good steward. I know that's one of the things myself and my friend, Keith and Carol, one of our certified coaches, like we're always concerned with the widow's might. Like we know there are people that are giving um, and it might be the last that they have to give. And so we want to be good stewards of that and not just go, well, I have to have a a Digico SD10 because I can't make an X32 sound good. Well, 
that's not true. You know what I mean? Like, so we're coming in and if we've asked for something, it's because we've done the research. Now that's not to say you can't question us or go, is there, can we shave a little more off of that? Do we really, you know, um, but our heart is that we're trying to help the church. Mm -hmm. Number three, I have a breaking point and I'm probably never going to tell you when it is out of fear of looking weak. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times production will we're Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Senior pastor comes in, Saturday afternoon, it's like, hey, I need to change this up. Can we redo all my slides? And you're like, oh, I got a birthday party tonight, but I guess I could show up, you know, 45 minutes late to it. Yeah, we can do that. Hmm. When that starts happening over, like your right. senior pastor's going, wow, my guy's great. He'll do whatever I ask for. But you don't realize that this, the, the, the production guy's going, oh, my gosh, I have to give up more of what's happening yeah. tonight. And my wife is going to kill me. My spouse is going to kill me. My family's going to. Oh, yeah. Like, here we go again. How do I explain this? But out of a fear of like, I can't hand, like we say yes a lot of times because we're afraid that senior pastors going or, well, if you can't do it, I'll just find the guy who can. Yeah. yeah. So we sacrifice a lot to, to make sure that everything's done on time. Uh, number four, consistent and specific encouragement and evaluation will make me a better leader and follower. Mm. So I think a lot of times in, in our world, we're really good at the evaluation part of it. You know, like, Hey, lights look great here. We need about 5% more here. Can we color grade these cameras? Like, but we don't ever go back and celebrate like, wow, this was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. It's just, mm-hmm. here's the 15% we're going to get better for next week. All right, guys, great job. Go, go do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Rather than like, wow, the way you captured that moment on camera looked really good. Wow. I walked out to front of house and it just sounded so great. Wow. These lights are really capturing the vision of our, like, we don't ever get into that. We really just, and so what it does when we get that, that, but when we get the encouragement, it helps me see your heart and makes me more excited about like, man, I'm really kicking, kicking some butt over here, but I know maybe we got to tighten the screws over here. So I'm going to go do that. But when I feel mm-hmm. like I'm encouraged in that. And then last, uh, but not least is I have a life outside of the church. Um, yep, 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 yep. You know, like I, most of the guys I know that work production, we will always struggle with being Martha over Mary. Um, and so we will work really hard for the kingdom of God. Um, and there are times that I think we need leadership to go like, dude, don't come in on your day off. You need a Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, look, it'll be there next week. You can fix it. Just go. But we, you know, we just, we load ourselves up. We work hard. You know, we, 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 we get that Martha, Martha heart and we rock and roll and we get it done. But sometimes um, it's at the, it's at the sacrifice of our lives. And so, mm. That's yeah, good, I think Jeremy. those are the five things that uh, I think production leaders would love a senior pastor to know. All it's right, really senior good. pastor. That's really good. Scott Longyear, BSP, author, writer, great white shark pastor. What do you got? Oh, are you guys Are you guys done whining? Because <laughs> all I heard was blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Y'all want wah, some wah, cheese wah, with wah, that wah, wine. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> no, this is all like, uh, super uh, near and dear to our heart because I, I I feel like if you get relationships right, everything else mm. uh, everything else works. We don't have time to flesh out. We just had a, a great session in the the coaching network, uh, so we don't have time to flesh out everything here. But I'll give you my top five. I think I came with like seventeen to the coaching session. But, <laughs> oh, dude, uh, did. We, I had I had six. Brian had ten. Scott came with seventeen things <laughs> that you need to know, to know about me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know if there's any particular order. Maybe it is. Um, I'd say one is this. You have no idea. This is what I would say to worship and production. Again, not my maybe my particular team, but whatever. Um, you have no idea the pressure I deal with every day. 
That sounds like an arrogant mm-hmm. statement to say, you have no idea the pressure I deal with every day. But let me tell you the context of that. Uh, I, uh, we went through a succession plan at our church where I rode shotgun with our senior pastor. I was the second guy. He was number one. Uh, we rode that for about five years. Uh, and I was like, I got wow. this, I got this, I got this, I got this. But when they slid the, the t- keys across the table to me, everything changed. And I did not mm-hmm. understand, mm-hmm. even from mm-hmm. second chair, I did not understand all of the pressures of the position because the, some of the pressures of the position can only be understood when you have it. Yeah. And Ooh, so a yeah. little bit yes. of grace is, is great. You know, I mm. drove in our, through our parking lot again, um, you know, Sunday or, or this week I came in and there are all my staff cars. Uh, when I see my staff cars, I'm like, man, our organization is responsible for helping these families get fed and pay their mortgage. And I could completely screw that up. And wow, if we don't navigate COVID, that could that could mess that up. And mm, so mm, mm. there's just a, there's just a pressures, that, and that's only one part of it that, that you deal with. So uh, a little bit of grace there. I know I know production worship we deal with pressures, but uh, your senior guy also deals with pressures. Um, not any better or or worse than yours, but give him some grace because he's dealing with a whole lot of pressure. Yeah. But I think one of the things you got to keep in mind, I think for a senior pastor, is not only so all the pressure that I deal with as a production guy. Brian is with a, with a with a, as a worship pastor. Our stops there, right? Yeah. So exactly. as a senior pastor, you're carrying the pressure of all of our positions and a bunch of stuff we probably don't even know about. Exactly. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. What's what's your uh, what's your per capita? What's it looking like here? How are you dealing with elders? Who you got in the pipeline? What about these guys that are fighting? What about the stuff that you're carrying that nobody else can know but you can't share because you're breaking confidence? Like it's just right. a pressure. Here's another one. We'll move along. Uh, <laughs> when you spend every service in the green room and not listening to my teaching, it deflates me. Ooh. It makes me wonder if you're with me or you just work for me. Mm, that's a throat punch. <laughs> Somebody Ouch. call the burn unit. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I make it a point to be in one of our worship yeah. services to, for people to, to see me. I mean, I want to worship anyway, but I want, uh, as I'm worshiping, I want people to look and say, uh, wow, he's he's allowing Brian Tabor to lead him in worship. He's allowing Jeremy to lead him in, in worship, and he's following them. And I would expect that that same respect. Uh, here's an, mm-hmm. another one. Um, this this may be not true for every pastor, but a lot of pastors are um, are uh, are insecure and they're introverts. It'd be interesting for you to learn your senior pastor's uh, uh, enneagram and, and get behind that all that all that stuff. But here here you go. Um, I feel like most people are displeased with me. And sometimes mm. I sometimes I wonder if you're part of that group. Mm. 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 I feel like most people are displeased with me, and I feel and I wonder if sometimes you're part of that of that group. It'd be great for your senior pastor to know, like Brian, you said, like I'll take any hill you want with you. Here's another one: mm. um, the single best thing that you can do is to have a vibrant relationship with Jesus. Mm. Mm. Single mm. best thing you can do is have a vibrant relationship with Jesus. We just hired a, a worship leader for one of our campuses that came from a, a prominent church in a large city. Um, and had done a residency at a prominent church in a, in a large city. He came in, and he's like, man, I'm kind of blown away because uh, no other place has ever talked uh, or encouraged my personal relationship with Jesus. Wow. And I about threw a table. Wow. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's like, this ridiculous. Like, all we talk about is Jesus. And like, if, if you can have a vibrant relationship with Jesus, everything, mm-hmm. else, everything else falls in line. And here's, the, here's the, the final thing. And this actually resonated with some of, uh, uh, some of the folks on, on mm-hmm. the coaching network is this. I hired you because I believe in you. Mm. I hired you because I believe in you. And I'm sorry that I don't tell you that enough. Mm. Gosh. 
Man. So there's my uh, there's my top five. There'd be there'd be a lot more in there. <laughs> we know twelve <laughs> more. <laughs> and and by the way, we we still need your PowerPoint. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is why there's tension among staff. <laughs> yeah, I that's think, so good, man. What this is. Gr- I think this is so good. Like, because when we know each other's hearts, we know how e- more easily to to minister together. Hmm. What we do is full of pressure. What we do is is full of uh, spiritual attack. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. there's so yep. many things coming at us all the time. So the more that our hearts can be united, I feel like just the the more effective we're going to be in ministry. So Absolutely. guys, this is just, this is a, a very much an abbreviation of what we did with the, with the coaching network. And then like I said, uh, our coaches then uh, after the, the large group meeting actually took this even deeper in a smaller group where you mm-hmm. can really dive in and uh, really kind of talk through some of the stuff. And man, I'd even love to know from you guys, send us a DM or an email of some of the things that if, did we miss anything that from yeah. a worship production or even a, a lead pastor's perspective of what you would wish we knew about each other. So or did this, or did this stuff. open a door for a conversation yeah. with your senior leader? Hey, yeah. what are some yeah. things that you wish I knew about you? Yeah, that's I, that's so good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I've asked questions lately like, okay, what does it look like for me to take A, B, and C off of your plate so you can only concentrate on D? Yeah. Yeah. It, rather than waiting for it or just trying to figure it out, like, oh, hey, blunt conversation. I know you want to focus on D. You're having a dip into A, B, and C. What do we have to do to make this happen mm. for you? Mm. And it was like, oh, that's we good. had a great conversation and now we're really attacking A, B, and C. And good. now D's, you know, a little easier just to be focused on. So it's good stuff. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 88. It goes by so fast. And uh, love having you on here, BSP. We do. Love you guys, man. Love love you too. Hey, um, guys, couple couple of things uh, as we close out here. Number one, episode 100 is coming. So maybe email us, DM us some ideas of what you would like to see us do. Um, Experience Conference is is right around the corner. Um, Still working on some details for that, but I think uh, it's still shaping up to be something awesome. Absolutely. Uh, Next week, BT and I are flying out to Virginia to hang out with the winners of Free Church AV, Hope Church, and we're going to eat tacos with Jonathan Wright, and Dan Gorley's going to blow me away with uh, a Coda Audio, a PA system. And so we're super fired up about that. And uh, man, uh, you join need us help the- with integration, man. Contact our friends at Five oh, Words yeah. Media. Uh, you need a new camera? Five Words Media. You need a new switcher? Five Words Media. You, you need, need to hear Daniel sing some fire Broadway some show, show tunes. tunes? Yeah. Five Words Media. Hey, I, I need to figure out is it Dan or Daniel? What does he prefer to go by? He probably prefers the opposite of what I call him. What do you call him? Dan. I probably say Dan. But I bet he, I bet he, I've always gone with Dan. I'm sure he'll tell us. So, well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Go hit up the the online store, buy a nice little worship leader probs mask. I'll be looking soon for Scott Longyear's new book. And, uh, dude, we just, we love you guys, the worship leader probs Mm. nation. And until next time, see ya. Deuces. Arrivederci.